Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to another episode of Shades of Blue. I still don't know if I should call it that, but why not? This is Thad Bell from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. With me, I have Hugh Williams, uh, soccer coach and uh, longtime friend and pretty knowledgeable about women's soccer. So, Hugh, how are you doing today, sir? Very well, Thad. How are you? Good. What's you did notice I did call you old that... in there, right? <laughs> well, you just said longtime friend. So. There's a lot of question marks there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully, I'm still counting as your friend. Yes, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, Women's World Cup in Australia, New Zealand starts in just a couple days. We uh, probably have a common interest in the U.S. I know you might, you know, you might root for Wales at other times, but are you rooting for the U.S. today? This this World Cup. You know what? Even if they played against Wales, I'd still be rooting for the U.S. Especially with Vladko on board. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a, a a mutual friend. Although you you guys are really good friends, I'm just kind of a distant acquaintance there. But he's a he's a good guy. Love talking to him. Always learning something. Great right. guy, good, good family guy. Loves Kansas City. Yeah. So, what's not to like? Yeah, it's uh been fun watching him go from being an assistant coach with uh, an indoor team to, you know, an NWSL coach to leading the women's national team. Hopefully, to success. Yeah, I remember watching him coaching a team from Kearney, Missouri. 
uh, 12-year-old girls team that he, by the way, won state with them uh, when teams didn't do that from Kansas City. And so, so this Yugoslavian, that's how I knew him at that time, um, was coaching a team of girls from North Kansas City. And at, at that time, North Kansas City didn't have a lot of high-powered teams. And I remember watching him at regionals playing against a Chicago team and really taking it to the other team. And it was just a pleasure to watch it. It was very cool. So from coaching a 12-year-old girls team in Kearney, Missouri, to coaching in the World Cup. It's a, He's a, an incredible story. I mean, we need to write books and have you know, a, a movie about him. Of course, it probably only happens if he wins the whole thing, so... At least the movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, that should be one of the things we do on a future pod is figure out who would play him. Uh, Liam Nielsen. Didn't they look like each other? Yeah. Vlaco's a wee bit younger, though. <laughs> Maybe. Liam could play him as an old man. <laughs> All right. Uh Coming into this World Cup, it's a group that they have against Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal. Yep. Who the first game is against Vietnam? If they don't just absolutely dominate that game, that will be a very bad sign, wouldn't you think? Obviously, um, but it's an important game, though. I said somewhere in this group play, there's going to be a tie. Somebody's going to. I hope it's not the U.S. So there might be a tie somewhere along the line, and the score against Vietnam will become very important. Yeah, it's one of the you don't want to run up the score, but you might have to just to keep the goal differential, right? You know what? I don't think you care about that in the World Cup. In youth soccer, you worried about hurting feelings and playing with sportsmanlike uh, behavior in mind. But in the World Cup, you're trying to score as many goals as you can. Yeah, that's just the way it is. You may not so first celebrate all, the... Yeah, first of all, you got to play for the win, right? Let, right. Let's, let's not... Well, I think we should take it for granted that they'll win that game. But they did play against Germany here recently. And either a tie or Germany won by a goal, I think. it was, But it wasn't Germany's full squad. But still... It's it's a legit World Cup team. It's not going to be the 13-1 or 13-0 game that they started 2019 with. So if they get four up to four, six goals, I think Lyko will be happy with that. So, yeah, they should get that win. Netherlands will not be as easy. No. Uh, that's the team they played in the final last time. People are, is it the same team? No. Um, they've gone through coaching changes since then. And they're missing Miedema, who is one of the best forwards, if not the best forward in the world. Uh, so they got, they'll be missing her, that's for sure. But still, it's the team they played in the final four years ago. That team will be looking for redemption. That team will is now playing with a coach that the players basically chose and they got some young players on board 
along with their veteran players. So not quite the team that won the Euros in 2017, not quite the team that went to the final four years ago. Still a tough team. That, that's got battle written all over it. Uh, that's a team that's going to want paybacks. So that's going to be a tough game. That would uh, that's the one that if uh, I was going to have to pick them to have a draw in the first round, that would be the first one I would pick. Yeah, but it is the second game. I wouldn't be shocked if the game before that, Portugal versus the Netherlands, that ends up in a draw. So those two teams have always played against each other closely. In certainly Netherlands, uh, more of the team that you know have the reputation. Uh, Portugal have a very good, very good coach in Neto. Uh, don't be surprised if he ends up in the NWSL after the World Cup. Uh, he's highly regarded, and they've got speed up top. We know Jessica Silva from her time with Ken City Current. Uh, they got a young player, Nazareth, I think her name is, in midfield. Um, who's very technical and good on the ball. So that first game is going to be interesting. And I think Netherlands will do well to come out of that with all three points. Yeah, that midfielder, it, well, it's spelled Kika Nazareth. I don't know how to say it correctly, but yeah, I've heard she's pretty darn good. Yeah, it give it type play midfield. So it receives the ball and looks to give it lots of combinations. Um uh, will definitely try to control the tempo of games. I think Portugal's biggest challenge is going to be the speed of play. Uh, so having somebody like Nazareth slow down the game to their pace, their tempo, is what they'll need to have happen. Do you, How many of these teams do you think will try to take it to the U.S.? I mean, will will they come to play or will they kind of sit back and try to counter, which a lot of teams with a little less talent will often do, obviously? If they try and take it to the U.S., that would be the biggest mistakes they could do. They, and I'm talking about the teams that they play against in group play here, The all those teams need to keep the game tight, need in ways to keep the game boring. If it's an open, entertaining game, U.S. are going to win those games by three or four goals. Sophia Smith gets going. Uh, Rodman gets going. And then if their outside backs are attacking, U.S. are going to be too difficult to beat in an open game. They, they have to be very organized against the U.S., have to, have to frustrate them, make the U.S. go sideways, backwards. So if it's open game, then they got no chance. It's a, Even the best teams in the world will often struggle against a team that's parking the bus. Who will Vlaco rely on to try to break that down? They He doesn't have some of the midfielders that he would love to have in this cup. And we, we have a segment where we talk about the, the roster from a couple of weeks ago that I'll add on to this at the end, but uh, Rose Lavelle is not at her best. She may not even play for the first couple of three games. I doubt that she plays. I In the game against Wales here a week or so ago, she didn't play, uh, didn't start. Sanchez started. So I expect 
a very similar lineup, I think, uh, in in the first game. And then with working in Rose Lavelle into the squad as the tournament goes on, uh, that's probably what to expect. Uh, but Sophia Smith is the player that will be breaking down with her pace. And a lot of attention has been drawn to her with the, the Nike ads and, and so on and for a reason. Right? She's special. She can change a game. She will be a player. It's going to be her first World Cup, though. So, that you know, how is she going to handle the stress, ha- handle the pressure? But that's... Pino is on the squad for a reason, too. And one of the reasons that Megan Rapino is there is to take the pressure away from those young players. So she'll be the one answering questions after games, interviews, that kind of stuff, to allow the likes of Sophia Smith just to focus on their game. Sophia Smith's been a player that's just impressed the heck out of me for the last couple of years now. Obviously she's, but you know, probably the future of this team, but is there maybe a, a, a you know, an unknown, nobody on the national team is an unknown, but who would be maybe the one that people aren't looking at quite as much that is going to maybe break out? Tough one, right? Because they, we have talked about this in the past, all the injuries that they've had. Uh, so I do expect Sanchez to, to play a lot early on, especially. And she's has the ability to break out, whether she can play physical enough. That's going to be the question mark on, on her, I think. Uh, up top, Fox will be adding a lot of width from her attacking from the back. Um, but I don't think there is a surprise on this team. Everybody is very aware of who the U.S. team is, the number one for a reason. But but I honestly think that, that there's more teams out there this year that can beat the U.S. than in previous years. Uh, we've talked about the rest of the world catching up. Well, the rest of the world caught up in 2019 or maybe yeah. before that, right? It's just that U.S. played phenomenally well in 2019 to win the World Cup. It wasn't that they were head and shoulders above everybody. They had to beat the likes of Spain, England, France on, on their way to play in the Netherlands in the final. And and some of those teams certainly could have beaten the U.S. in the past. I think now there's even more teams that could beat the U.S. I don't disagree. Uh, I know Vlaco said in one recently that, you know, people ask the question about, you know, the world catching up. And he said he said something similar about, you know, they've already caught up. But there's always been the the Swedens and the the Frances or the Spains uh, or China or Japan who or Canada, who was always really close, if not equal and just and maybe not, you know, quite getting over the top. But now that next tier of teams is capable of of knocking off the U.S. on the on any given day and knocking off those other teams. It's that next level of teams that are have risen up. Yeah, there's definitely spoilers out there, right? The you know we're talking about Portugal. In the past, we've talked about Portugal, thinking four nil, five nil. Now I think U.S. are happy with a two nil victory and get out of it. 
you know, to escape without that tie that I think somebody will have. Um, but you mentioned a few teams that you didn't mention Brazil. True. I think Brazil, they've got a shot at this one. That if I'm if I'm just picking one team, I'm picking US. If I've got the option of the field, then I'm picking the field, right? Just because there's so many as eight, nineteen other teams. So that's the safer bet, if you like. But if I'm forced to pick one other team other than US, I think I would put my money on Brazil. Uh, just so dangerous uh, up top, especially Carolyn, we know from um, North Carolina, NWSL, very good forward. Got Gisa, the place for Barcelona, I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Again, very fast up top. Dabinia, we know really well. Uh, playing kind of that hybrid midfield forward position for them. So very dangerous going forward. And then you got Mata, who's the women's version of Messi, right? In that it was Messi's last World Cup. So does the rest of the team kind of play for Mata in this one? You know, do they carry Mata and have her finish her career with that World Cup? obviously been one of the best players in the world, if not the best players in the world for the last 20 years, and but never won a World Cup. Maybe the rest of her team carries it to a victory for this one. And she's back to being healthy enough, so. She's healthy, uh, played in the NWSL, uh, not the model that we have known, obviously. Uh, can't be at the... How old is Mata now? 38, probably? Somewhere around there, yeah. Something around there. And there's certainly a play you'd like to have on your team, that's for sure. Yeah, just just the experience to know what to do, when to do it. And even if she's just got to point other people to go do it sometimes, you would love to see her out there. Yeah, and if Brazil is smart, right, they will do what Argentina did in the World Cup for the men, have somebody else do a defensive running for her. Absolutely, I think uh, I think Messi. It, it, I think Messi was actually kind of looked in the same way as he was on a downhill slide, but at the World Cup he raised back up to not at his peak, but pretty close to it at times. And you know we'll see if he can continue that in MLS when you got guys making fifty thousand a year trying to take him out. But Marta, you know it'll be interesting if she can just raise that level up for five six games that it takes to make it again it's going to come down to what they'll ask her to do if if they're going to ask her to be doing a lot of defensive tracking then can she do that probably could Messi do that probably right what a waste yeah uh, they got Messi just attack, playing in that attacking third and find his feet and go to work and same thing should happen here find Mata's feet and let her be creative let her find the fast forwards, let her take people on at the right time and just make those slot passes that in between the center back and the outside back type passes. I think maybe the bigger challenge for Brazil is having enough of those people who will do the defensive running. I've never, uh, I don't, sometimes you don't see a lot of Brazilians that are great defenders who are forwards. Uh, Dabinia can be very defensive and take balls off of people, but 
you don't always see her doing as much work as some of the other ones would. Yeah, you know what? But they've got a couple of defenders that, that have been playing in Spain and in Italy for the last few years. They're good. Uh, there's certainly players that we looked at at Casey Curran, that's for sure, and players that could come into the NWSL and be impact-type players. Cool. After Brazil, who would be uh, maybe your two or three that you would say would uh, stand the best chance of going all the way? After that, I think you you go Spain, entertaining right the problem is maybe they've only got one way of playing just like the men it's that positional soccer uh knocking the ball around and one touch two touch stuff they're still missing some players from the dispute with the coach too i, I think their their best couple players are back at least their best one is but i yep. think they're still missing a few of the of their first team yep. players 100 they're definitely missing players but their young players are good. Yeah. Um, I went to the U20 World Cup in Costa Rica, and which ended up with Spain winning that. And their young players were legit. And so, but it seems like the same player. It's kind of a, a jigsaw puzzle that you fit that same player into the midfield. And so they'll definitely, I think US could face them in a semifinal, I think. I got that right and if things go to form and that's going to be a tough game for the U.S. And they they gave the U.S. a really hard time when they were on the tour over there last year. Yeah, yeah that's when the U.S. won those three games, three defeats in a row, which yeah. first time for that happening forever. Yeah, I think that was, that was a bad time for the U.S. on a lot of struggles on a lot of different counts there. The the one positive is that uh, they got Alyssa Thompson some time in in some big games or big crowds there to get that experience. Yeah, that's the genius of the whole of the whole thing, right? You've got those opportunities for players to play at Wembley Stadium, play against Germany, play against Spain, and so they do have that experience. That's for sure. Because that's uh, just going back to the U.S. for a second. Is that's they are. So many of those last the last couple of World Cups that you had so many experienced players coming back into it, and now I think fourteen of the twenty three is their first World Cup, including the coach. So, yeah, and that's going to be a factor. At some point, you know that will come up. That's for sure, and that's when you need Vladko to step up. That's when you need uh, Alex Morgan, Pino, uh, Kelly. Uh, all of those guys, you need them to step up and take the pressure away from those players. Let the young players play. Let them focus on just being themselves. And, uh, and then we talked earlier about, you know, there could, could very well be a tie in there. Uh, I, I think back to 2015 when they actually didn't play very well in the group stage. The, and uh, I think there was perhaps players out of position from my opinion back then, but a uh, couple of yellow cards and they had to change players around and all of a sudden they started looking good and that's when they started to get on the roll and then that's when they they kind of destroyed everybody else in Canada. Yeah, isn't that crazy how that chemistry maybe it's not always the player that's in form. If, if I'm not sure if this makes sense here. Not always the best soccer player, but it's the right soccer player sometimes because I think 
what you're referring to is the yellow cards forced um Cheney off the field, forced Rapino off the field, and then brought in people like Morgan Bryan, Morgan Gautreau, on onto the onto the field, who did an unbelievable job in the sixth position in, yep. in that hold and that's what they needed. They needed a, a real six. That in in turn allowed Cheney to play higher up, which allowed um, Lloyd to then play higher up. Yep. And we saw what hap- that happened. Lloyd gets a hat trick in the first 20 minutes of the final. Yeah, it's that chain reaction. And and a lot of people always like, oh, you got to put your best 11 out there. You got to put out the, the ones that work the best together at that point. It's not always the most 11, the 11 most talented. It's the 11 that, that works. Yeah, that that combination that works the best, right? Uh, which ones work well with each other. Uh, all right, so... Let's see. I, I've been a big fan of Alyssa Thompson now for the last few months after watching her in that that game in uh, St. Louis. How do you think she's going to do? Young player. It's a, it's a moment to like either become a star or a wilt. Um, I knew that's what you were pushing towards when you were asking me about who's going to come out. Yep. Uh, tough one to guess, but I really hope that she does well. And I think I've spoken to you in the past and mentioned how I the, her ability to receive the ball and face the opposition's goal is unbelievable. Her first touch is always a turn and it always puts her shoulder square onto the defender and and no defender likes a fast forward going at them at pace, especially somebody that can change direction and change speed. So and that's what she's able to do. That's that's one step stick a leg out away from a penalty kick. You know, she's, she's going to go at you at pace, change direction quickly, little drop the shoulder, come inside and she's going to be dangerous. Is the stage going to be too big for her? That's the big question mark. And and only Vlaco can answer this, of course, but does he start her early to let her get time against Vietnam? Because maybe that's the easier game or does he, Bring like let it, somebody else start and bring her off the bench so that they have a little bit of a lead or a cushion to, again, just play into that moment so that, you know, if, if this was you, what would you be doing? Start her. Yeah. 100%. But not necessarily to make her feel comfortable. I'd start her because I think she's the best option right now. Uh, so for me, it would be Alyssa on one type side, Smith on the other side, Alex Morgan playing the nine, uh, and Rodman coming off the bench. That's how I'd start up up top. I would, yeah. And then you also still have Williams, of course. Yeah. Um, I think the main strength of Lynn Williams will be for actually on the defensive side of it. That's crazy as that sounds. You know, somebody that scores a minimum of eight goals every season in NWSL. I think her main strength is when they high press. Totally agree. All right. Anything uh anything I should have been smart enough to ask you about this World Cup? I mean, I I think we'll get back together and talk after uh, the first game, but now I think you know we you mentioned who you know the the powers of Spain, England, Germany, Sweden, France and my pick Brazil I guess would be my my pick if I'm not allowed to 
to pick USA. All right. Do you uh who do you who are you picking? You can have been quiet over there. Uh it's it's hard for me to pick anybody but the US, especially with uh being a little more I don't say more invested personally just because I know Vlaco because I've I've known some of the players that were at the 2015 and 2019, uh, you know, not as well as you, but you know, Cheney and Becky and a rod and stuff like that. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the young players for the U S. So I, I, I really wish, you know, Mal Swanson was there, of course, but I, I'm very happy to see Alyssa there, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm intrigued by England doing something well. I know that probably grates on a Welshman, but <laughs> no England, I think, Certainly, European champions, right? Things were. I I was at that event as well. The amount of support England were getting was phenomenal. That kept carried that team to that victory. Uh, unbelievable final against Germany, but they've got a ton of injuries. Fran Kirby out. Uh, Leah Williamson out. Um, there's other players as well. I'm forgetting who they are. That really puts it very difficult for England, I think. Oh, Beth Mead is the other one, uh, winger for them. So three top players. If England can win it without those players, then credit to them. I think there's so many of teams, though, that I don't – I mean, I can't go down all the list like you just did there, but I know a lot of teams are missing at least one, two, three players that could make a big difference, including the U.S., uh, I also always have a soft spot for Japan. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Japan. You're right. Entertaining team to watch, that's for sure. And seems to always like kind of punch above their weight. And I mean, they're always really good. They're just, you know, even when you don't expect them to be, but they always seem to push teams to the, the limit. Yeah, definitely final eight quarterfinalists, I would say for sure. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate the time, sir. Uh, everybody stick around. I It's a little undecided right now, but I may have a, another segment with uh, Jillian, and I may just not have that segment just because we're running out of time. But there will be another segment after this that we recorded a couple weeks ago after the roster announcement and kind of just broke down that roster of who made it and who didn't and why. It's a little out of – not totally out of date, but a little bit. And we will uh, hopefully – you uh, you're up for uh, talking after each U.S. game and trying to say what Vlaco did right or wrong? Yeah, I'm not sure who am I to say what Blacko did not do well, but uh, I will do my best, that's for sure. Well, you have more credibility in that than I do, and I will still talk, so, all right. I'm sure you will. <laughs> nice talking to you, Thad. All right, appreciate the time, Hugh, and I will talk to you later. All right, cheers. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Back again with a, I don't, know, I don't know, call it a special episode of Shades of Blue. This is Thad Bell from Kansas, Kansas City Soccer Journal. Still getting used to saying that every once in a while. With me, I have Hugh Williams. How are you doing, Hugh? Very good. How are you, Thad? All right. Um, recently, the Vlako Anonofsky released the you know, soccer release of Vlako's 23-player roster for the World Cup. And with your history with NWSL, with Vlako, with just women's soccer in general. I thought you would be a great person to talk to about that. Well, thank you. I'll do my best. Is there, uh, was there any like key surprises when you saw that roster? Well, first of all, that I think much of the, the roster was shaped by injuries, you know, key injuries to player like Mal Pugh, Mal Swanson, um, very important player. Katarina is out. Sam Mewis is out. So key important players that would have been for sure on the team. So and after that, I think Vlako went with a mixture of young players, energetic players that are going to be playing in their first ever World Cup, and then he balanced those out then with the you know, the veteran leaders on, on the team as well. Yeah, it's uh, just like you you mentioned, Becky Sarbrin, who we just found out for sure wasn't going to be there shortly before the roster came out. Katarina Macario has been battling uh, a knee surgery. Mal Swanson went down in the uh, the She Believes Cup, I think it was. And, you know, Sam's been out forever. But it, those were players that would have been locks. Yeah, and shame on me for forgetting about Becky when I, when I mentioned the list there. So, obviously – a key player, a captain of the team, um, Mal, one of the best forwards, if not the best forward uh, in the world when she went down. 
uh, Katarina exciting. Um, I know Vlatko thinks very, very highly of her. Would have been fighting for sure for a starting spot. And Sam Mewis, you're just a player that has been captain of the team, has been on the team, you know, I don't know exactly how many caps she's got, but it got to be getting close to 100 caps. Um, and certainly a player with experience of playing in World Cups, Olympics, and so on. Somebody that would have for sure made the team. All right, so I'm not sure if there's a really good way to do this, but let's just kind of run through the, the whole roster and we can kind of break down each position maybe. Keepers, I was not very surprised. Um, Alyssa Nair, I think probably the clear number one starter. But uh, Casey Murphy and Aubrey Kingsbury kind of pushing her in case she falters a little bit. What did you think of that group? Yeah, Alyssa, first of all, will lead by example. Good player being around. Um, to have the third goalkeeper in Aubrey being in her early 30s, I think. Uh, certainly late 20s, early 30s. And for that to be your third goalkeeper with a player with that experience and somebody that's been very good in the NWSL all her career, and especially this season, that's a fantastic option for any team. But, you know, the elephant in the room is the player that is not on the squad there, A.D. French. So it's a shame for A.D. Feel for her. She's got to be devastated. Um, But really paying the price, I think, for lack of playing time, right? It's tough for anybody to select any player, regardless of position, that's not playing for their club. Yeah, and and with AD, I mean, we know she's a fantastic keeper, fantastic person. Uh, I think in the game she has played in, she's struggled a couple here a few moments, and I know Vlaco gets to see her a lot with being here in Kansas City. Uh, I I wasn't really surprised by her not being on there. Kind of, like you said, heartbroken for her personally. Uh, Would you have maybe if – who would you have taken? Who would have been the three you would have taken? I think probably you have to go with the three that Vlaco picked. Um, six months ago, you put AD in there. Yes. Um, c- coming off the best season maybe of her career. A player unbelievable. Was a leader for the team. Took the current to the final. Um, had a fantastic season. But not playing now kind of ties Vlacko's hands, actually. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it's funny how this lineup six months ago would have been I don't want to say completely different, but there would have been several players that would have not been on this roster for sure. Agreed. Um, midfield players in particular. Yeah. All right. Defenders, Alana Cook, uh, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox, Naomi Germa, Sophia Hertha, Kelly O'Hara, and Emily Sonnet. Any surprises there? No surprises. I think Davidson would have had a claim to be on the team. Kruger as well. Two very good players, but playing on a club team that's struggling as well. Yeah. Struggling both on and off the field. Um, Davidson in particular coming off a bad injury, uh, ACL injury, and really hasn't hit that top form. So I think the choices are correct. Um, here's, here's one for you, and I don't know anything, <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> You know what? Don't fall asleep on Julie It's playing in the back, too, because she's that versatile player that has played a lot in the back, veteran player, leader, and it wouldn't be shocking to see her getting some minutes at the back. Yeah, that would uh, it would not surprise me either. The um, 
considering I think out of that seven defenders, there's really only true two true center backs. Yeah. Good Julie man, has played there. And I would not be shocked if she's in there as much as possible, whether it's in the midfield or the center back. And you have seven midfielders, so you, you have some options there. Although I don't know that they're all going to be able to play a lot. Love to see Gurma and Julie together. Yeah. I think that would be a fantastic partnership. You got the tough, hard-nosed, ball-winning player in Julie. Going to win those tackles, going to win the high balls, going to win loose balls. And then Gurma is the young Becky. Um, one of those players that reads the game, anticipates well. Never really see her tackling because she's already in that position waiting okay. for the ball. That's a quote that Becky used to copy quite a bit in, in saying that if she's made a tackle, she's already made a mistake. And I think Gurma is that type of player. That shows why Becky was as good as she was. Uh, or we'll say is, sorry. Is there any of those other defenders that maybe could slide into that center back spot? Sonnet. Sonnet has played there. And I think you asked early on you know, what stands out on this roster, and versatility is one of the key words. I think Sonnet is a player that is now playing in midfield in club, has played outside back for the national team, and before playing in midfield in club was a center back. So an important player for Vladko for sure. Yeah, I know. I think he likes to use her as the uh, the go-to person off the bench to fill in whatever role. Uh, looking at the that potential center back pairing of uh, Gurma and Cook, that's two players that this their first World Cup. That's a little scary. Little scary. I like Cook a lot. Very comfortable on the ball. Um, will start the attacks very well. In today's game, you know the center backs touch the ball a lot. You know, and that build up out of the back. And uh, so Cook is comfortable with that. Might struggle a little bit with quick, fast, mobile players. Uh, just defensively struggle. So that's a question mark for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be also interesting with the order of the games, the first game being a bit against Vietnam. Probably not going to be a very tough game, hopefully, for the U.S., but their next one being against Netherlands, that's going to be their toughest game in the group play, probably. Uh, do you think he starts off with the the best lineup on the defense, or do you you know maybe ease them into a little bit? No, he, he he's going to start off with the best lineup, I would imagine. Um, you know, there's a potential of that tie, right? There's a potential of tie to the Netherlands. Yeah, and then it comes down to goal differential after that. So that it's important for him to build momentum, to build, for, not for Flatco, for the whole team, and to build momentum as they move on throughout the tournament. But again, Portugal, though, too, you know, their last game, it wouldn't be shocking if, if they got a result from either one of the two. Right. And so then that goal differential will be huge. True. Uh, so moving to the midfield for the moment. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Savannah DeMello. Julie Ertz, Lindsey Horan, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, Andy Sullivan. Pretty strong midfield. Not what maybe we would have expected or thought about in the if everybody had been healthy, but uh, DeMello obviously is a, the surprise. No caps going to the World Cup. Here's a scoop for you. I absolutely loved DeMello coming out of USC and did everything that I could, but failed at the last moment to trade up in the draft to to pick it for Kansas City. Uh, wasn't able to do that. 
Love the way, she, how comfortable she's on the ball. Great in tight situations. Um, watching her in practices and in um, the Rondo situation, a lot of no-look passes, a lot of disguise in that game. But the one part of the game that's been a difference maker and the reason why she's on this squad right now is how well she now defends. Yeah. And she got a little streak to her, a little kind of ball-winning nasty streak to her. You, know, you smile when you say that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons I'm smiling is because of another Welsh person, Jess Fishluck, and just watching Sav DeMello going against Fishluck, it's a treat to watch those two. You know, Fishluck got the reputation of being that hard-working, hard-nosed player. DeMello didn't step back at all when they played against each other. So... I'm, what do you, uh, will Vaco probably play a four-three-three or four-two-three-one or four-three-three has always been his go-to. Yeah, so I would imagine so. So in that, I mean, Julie Ertz is the sixth most likely, unless she's dropping back to fill in the center back spot. Who fills in for that if she's back? Sully, uh, Andy Sullivan, love the way she she plays. Smart, intelligent player. I think she's very underrated. When she adds that bite to her game, she can be a difference maker too. And I think, okay, let's assume Julie does play some in the back and Sully's now playing in the sixth role. The success of this team then will be on her shoulders. Uh, There will be a lot of pressure on her to how does she connect the lines? How does she you know, take away the passing lanes defensively? And how does she allow Rose and Lindsay to be more creative? So then you, so you're saying uh, Haran and Lavelle will be the other two in the midfield? Yeah. Lavelle's still hurt and probably won't be ready even for the first game, is what I'm understanding. Oh, that I don't know. Um, I know that she has been injured. Uh, my assumption is that she's got to be getting close if she's on the squad. Yeah. And so I would assume by the time the real games come along that she will be ready to play. She's probably one of the biggest X factors for me just because she is so good, so talented, but she's also seems to be a little injury prone at times. Yeah, um, has been. Uh, but also, like you said, has been a difference maker at the world level. Scored a goal in the final against Netherlands. Fantastic goal penetrating down the middle. And that's what she can do. And she's the type of player that in practice you don't want to be matched with her one-on-one because you know she's going to embarrass you in some way. So you back off of that confrontation, that's for sure. All right, forwards, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapinoe, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Alyssa Thompson, Lynn Williams. Uh, It's a pretty talented group. It's obviously missing Mal Swanson, who who went out in the Sheep Leafs Cup, like I said earlier. is that as is, is that as good a group of forwards as he can pull together right now? Yeah, um, Hatch obviously would be the one question mark in there, um, but I like I like the mixture of what he's got. The veteran players, I like the young players. Alyssa Thompson, she's got unbelievable knack of every first touch faces the goal. Yeah. She's able to make that turn off the back foot immediately and, and is facing the attacker and the goal. So I think Alyssa's going to play. I, I, I think that she will be one of the key players for the team. Her on one side and Soph Smith on the other side, dynamic, 
both of them young, both of them fresh, both of them hungry, and and so in particular has the opportunity to be the breakout player. The one player that comes out of this as potentially now being regarded as one of the best forwards in the world. Uh, I already do consider her one of the best forwards in the world. Every time I have seen her in person, it, it's for me personally, I, I love to watch the games, but it's seeing players in person where I can see just a little bit of difference in how they play and things like that. And, and the first time I saw Sophia Smith in person, I'm like, okay, she's legit. She's great. She's going to be a star. And I had that same feeling with Alyssa Thompson. She was uh, called up after Mal Swanson was hurt with in the with the U.S. She was pulled in immediately, and then played that next game uh, against Ireland in St. Louis. And I know it was Ireland and not necessarily the top team in the world, but she was really, really amazing. Just watching her because I I was shooting the game. And I'm shooting both ends. I, I shot the attacking end on both both halves, and I just focused on watching her a lot. I'm very, very impressed with her, and I think she just got so much upside right now. I went to Costa Rica for the U-20 World Cup, and in the U.S. were just okay as a, as a team. Thompson was not just okay. Right. She was a difference maker at, at that level. On a team that kind of struggled a little bit, um, you could notice the difference. The pace, just dynamic mentality as well wants to go at people enjoys beating people and also defensive work as well was very much covering in the back as as much as she was attacking it on the other end she just had no fear she just i mean she went all out uh, as much as i would i think sophia smith will probably be like you said like a breakout player that everybody will recognize in the world i would not be shocked if everybody's like Alyssa thompson like that's not that scared little kid who stepped out against england a few months ago yeah who wouldn't be scared, by the way? 90,000 people oh, at yeah. Wembley. Come on. Uh, but watch that first touch. Every single first touch is has a facing the goal. Yeah. I, I know we are both uh, uh, friends of Laka. You're way better friend of his than I am. But I, I, you know, I, I count him as a friend. I appreciate what he's done and how smart he is about some of this stuff. But when he took... Alyssa on that trip to Europe and, and got her a couple of games in, like we said, stepping in at England and uh, I forget the other game, but Spain, Spain. And it was just, she got that experience. So she got that huge experience as, you know, 18 or 17 was she was at the time. And it's just incredible. And now she's going to the world cup and will have even probably bigger experience but how smart was he to actually have her get that experience then, just in case? I'm not going to give Vladko any credit whatsoever. He's not smart <laughs> at all. Now, uh, unbelievable. The whole thing was a process, right? Yeah. Ever since the Olympics, it's all been a build-up and to get ready for announcing the squad and playing those first games. It's just, uh, it is a shame that he, you know, so many players are out, but it would have it would have been really interesting to see if everybody was healthy who would have been in there. Uh, who Who is... Who is your starting 11 to win a game, like, immediately? Alyssa and goal. Uh, outside backs would be Fox, Pace, able to go forward. Dunn, those are the two outside backs. Um, Dunny not 100% still, though. Needs, needs, to, uh, needs to kind of lift that game just a little bit. I go with Julie in the back. And Goma with her, Sully holding midfield, Lindsay, and 
Rose attacking midfield. I just want Lindsay to be more in the attacking third than she has been in recent games. And then I would have Smith, Thompson, and Alex. I think I would probably agree. I might have Ertz in the mid, but that's other than that, I don't disagree at all. Is there anybody out there that if this had been a 26-player roster like it probably should have been, uh, for some reason FIFA let the men have a 26-player roster but not the women. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, Hatch probably would have been maybe the next one up, but after that. Yeah, after that, maybe Coffee yeah. in midfield. That gets you the depth at the sixth spot that, that you might need at that point. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Lakov chooses another play. I think the big difference that what the U.S. has more than anybody, we, we've talked about the injuries, but that's still an unbelievable squad, right? right. That The depth that U.S. has, I think that's a difference maker, especially when you consider how long this tournament is and how many games they pl have to play. I think the last World Cup final, 2019, the Netherlands was starting the same 11 for every single game. Well, the U.S. had to had the luxury of rotating players, something that a lot of other teams don't have that opportunity to do. I know it's kind of a, a little cliche saying, but you know the U.S. starting eleven, the their next eleven would probably be competing with them for the world for the championship. But yeah, maybe, maybe the, the, the obviously the depth is there, but also other teams now have got a lot better. There's a lot more teams now that have the capability of beating the U.S. way more than there has been in the past. And that, that probably is the biggest challenge for the, the U.S. now is uh, England, France, Sweden's always been good, uh, Spain. Uh, that's like the, I think the next four are from Europe, and then you have Brazil, Australia, with it being in Australia and New Zealand, they're going to have a boost. Japan. Japan is always good. Um, it's not going to be – it's never really been a, a easy walkover because the World Cup has always had at least one other good team to go against the U.S., but now it's not one. It's five, six, eight teams that are capable at least. U.S. will be the favorite going into it, clearly. But if you're, if you're a smart betting person, first of all, I'm not sure if that's an actual phrase that you can – but if you're betting in the, on this World Cup, you're not very smart – uh, but you have to bet on the field this time for the first time, I think, just because there's too many teams that have the potential of knocking off the U.S. I don't think, and I really hope it doesn't happen, but there's more potential this time than ever before. And just one or two injuries, unlucky injuries, and now you're – the U.S. would be – I don't want to say sunk, but they would be really hard-pressed to now take that win. Agreed, but again, less than, you know, Germany get those injuries, France get those injuries, England gets those injuries, then they would be hurting more than the U.S. just because of the depth of the squad. Yeah, but it still comes down to be, you would need all of them to be injured as well at the same time, where sure. the U.S., it's, you know, if you lose, again, Rose or Ertz again, or I'd say Sophia, you probably, it, th those chances just dwindle at that point. What have we failed to bring up here? What, what about this team have we not talked about that we should, probably should have? 
The coach? No. <laughs> no. Let's not go there. You know, the the other player that's interesting to, you know, I think Vlatko tried to look at different scenarios. Um, okay, if we're down a goal, who can I sub in? Right. If we are up, we need to kill the game, who's my player? And, and we talked about versatility and so on. Cognac was a player that he tried to play as a six. Yeah. And but also she was the she's in there for set pieces, right? And you're down a goal and you got to go route one and be played direct, then Cognac was your, your player for midfield slash false nine that could go in and win high balls if they needed that. So perhaps that player is no longer available for him because of Cognac's coming back from injury. Um, so that's one issue that m- might be, hopefully it won't be a factor, but definitely something that Vlaco was looking at. Yeah, I, I think the last couple of World Cups for the women have had so many veterans there. This time the veterans are, there's a lot fewer of them. Uh, Alyssa, Julie, and Rapino, obviously. Kelly as well. Uh, Kelly and then Alex Morgan. So I think that's yeah. the ones who have the most experience if i'm missing somebody i apologize it's but previously you would have like 10 12 players that all have two world cups under their belt it's a lot less now uh, that's probably that's why it was key to have a player i mean like rapino in there who's not going to be playing 90 minute games most likely but if you need a goal or you know you're going to pks that's a player that he's got to be stepping up and being in oh yeah having megan rapino that takes the weight off of the young players too you know that after game interview that reporters are going to go to Megan Rapino, yeah whether she was on the field for 10 minutes or whether she was on the field for the whole game the reporters are going to go after her so which allows the young players the opportunity to be young players and takes a little bit of the stress and the pressure of non-soccer stuff away from those players as well uh, I know we, we mentioned uh, Trinity Robin, but didn't really talk to her, uh, talk about her too much. What do you see from her? I see somebody that can be a difference maker off the bench. Uh, that pace, that kind of the, the mentality of wanting to go right at people. Um, clearly, Vlako likes to play with wingers. Yeah, he's been doing that all his career as a coach. And, and Trinity fits into that mold f- for him um, and somebody that can get behind the line, somebody who can whip the ball backwards for players that, you know, those tap-in goals. Um, so, yeah, definitely a key player. But I think she'll be off-the-bench type player. I, I've seen her have just the, the size and physicalness to just a, also kind of a, I don't say this in the wrong way, but abuse the defense and really take it to him. So especially going against a tire defense, she might just blow them, blow by them. But if she's out there to start it, whoever comes in after her is probably going to have a much easier time. Yeah, uh, physicality, very important. She's a great athlete. But then you got Lynn Williams, too, who's yeah. a fantastic athlete, too. Well, that's who I was going to next. Well, the thing that Lynn adds, I think, more than anybody on the team is how effective she is at pressing. Uh, her defensive presence as a forward, you know, first line of defense is your first line, the, the, the forward line. So, and Lynn it almost enjoys defending and enjoys winning or regaining the ball as high as possible. She's 
uh, extremely good at that. And I know that there hopefully won't be a whole lot of games that the U.S. would be bunkering, but I just would see her being able to uh, be that, like you said, the the first line of defense. But once the U.S. won that ball, she would be able to break out and, and be one of the most dangerous threats possible. Imagine playing against the U.S. You've been pounding against each other. You're playing against some of the best players in the world. And in the last 20 minutes, you got an athlete like Lynn Williams comes off on the field. <laughs> Feel the outside back. You're, you're assuming crash positions at that point. <laughs> uh, just imagine Williams and Robin both coming on at the same time. I'm not, uh, the center forward spot, though, who is like, I mean, obviously it's probably Alex Morgan, but who's your next one? Well, the flexibility is there, right? Right. Soph Smith's, you know, could be easy be a nine in, in any in any team. So, um, that's that's the Hatch question, right? That so Hatch would have been your natural nine off the bench, but I think she's limited to just being a nine. Yeah. You know, so Soph can play the nine. Lynn can play the nine. Uh, Alyssa kind of can play it if you kind of the more the false nine uh but alex certainly will be the key player there yeah that's a again a shame that they couldn't bring 26 players yeah but that would that's where katarina macario would have fit into that spot too that that would have been a good an interesting battle between alex and katarina yeah i personally i've always liked katarina a little bit more as a 10 type of player but that's just how I've seen her. I mean, I, I Vlaco might know Vlaco might know a little bit more than me. So and me, <laughs> but uh, but the but the nice thing is if if she's there, you can have her as a ten, but you could have her as a nine. But if you have Rose there, then you obviously might you know play her more as a nine. It's it, it's it's not always like who is best at one spot, but how you can put the best players in the best spots all around the field and make them work together. So it's. It's building that jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? Just finding, selecting this roster, you know, for us to analyze it, that's the easy part. Right. Right? Other people have got to watch players, fly around the country, figure out who you're playing against, and who's going to be most most effective in each one of those games. And, and then you've got to anticipate who you will play against down the road as well. Probably Sweden at least once, right? <laughs> yeah. I know it would only be once, but yeah, it seems like it's always Sweden, at least up there somewhere. I think I looked at the the brackets, and yes, that is at least a feasible matchup. It is. I haven't done any of that yet. Well, I have a, I have a friend in Sweden now, so she helped me with learning a little bit about Mimi Larsson and Hannah Glass with the Kansas City Current. So we've, we've already been talking about like with the U.S. is going to face Sweden, she's coming on a pod. So that's oh, good. All right. With uh, when the World Cup is being played, do you are you going to get a chance to go? Or are you going to go watch? We've talked about it as a family, and honestly, we're still not sure. No decision has been made in the Williams household yet. All right. So uh, if you do go, or if you don't go, either way, honestly, I want to see if I can get you on, and you can help me break down some games after. Uh, the U.S. wins each round. How about that? Would love to join you, Ted. Okay, and I don't. I'm gonna make, if even if they lose, I want you on. But uh, let's try to be optimistic. No, they're here. winning. <laughs> cool. Uh, any any last words of wisdom? No wisdom coming from this man. <laughs> uh, I doubt that. 
All right. I appreciate it. And we are out.